Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Money, love. One gets elevated while the other is both sought after and judged, sometimes in the same moment. My teacher used to say that on the metaphysical level, love is the highest vibration and that money is the highest vibration in the physical. My guest today, Dame Maria Simone, knows a thing or two about this. Get cozy and join us for some deep inspiration about how the right use of money brings transformation to the planet. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and founder of The Baca Journey, fast-track technology for your co-creative power. For visionaries, innovators, company founders, and product designers, optimize your ability to create more in less time and enjoy every minute. My guest today, Dame Maria Simone, is a soul impact and profit catalyst who has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs over the years to help them create meaningful and prosperous businesses, especially in helping them access financing and other resources necessary for growth. If you have a business, you want it to grow. Maria is the co-founder and president of Zen Moose Capital, with one of the sweetest logos I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> a social impact fund that creates and invests in transformational media and technology. She is a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders and was knighted dame by the Knights of the Orthodox Order of St. John. If we have time, I wanna ask you about that. But to Maria, Money is the spiritual energy that is most abundantly experienced when it is in circulation for the highest and best good for ourselves, our community, and our planet. Entrepreneurs who realize this have a tendency to create the greatest and most sustainable success. Welcome, Maria. Hi, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm delighted you're here and I'm excited you're here. I feel Let's like talk about money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money is not something that we talk. Yeah, money and love and fun and business and creating. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about creating and money. You know, people often talk about money as as the block. They talk about money as oh, if I only had more, then I could do this. That's so the stumbling block. Um, or, well, I have some money, but I don't know the best way to really use this for the good of what's needed in the world. Okay. So let me start with this, not so much asking you to answer that or to solve that conundrum, but why, how did you come to this place where you have this, what I see is a really deep understanding about the, the truth about money? Well, actually, growing up, um, it, I had a situation where it was kind of like the haves and the have-nots. Half of my family uh, were wealthy. The other half, I came from a family of immigrants from Italy. And so I was, there was always seemed to be a, 
uh, kind of a power struggle for money. Very subtle, you know, this is, and I love my family and, you know, but it, these are old beliefs that were transferred <laughs> to me. You know, you can imagine money is the root of all evil, but the people who have it have all the power, you know, that. So it was a little yin and yang going back and forth. So I, I was, I, I had a, I, I didn't realize it, but I didn't have such a great relationship with money. And I entered into more of a corporate world where I had a successful career in corporate and I always had budgets and staff. And so I, I had what I need to do to create success. So it never uh, really came up. And I was always making money because I always had salary. But what happened was 20 years ago, I decided to start my own business. And I just thought all that success would translate into business, my own entrepreneurial success. Mm-hmm. And one thing I didn't understand was that a new business makes this profound sucking noise. You need to <laughs> feed it, right? <laughs> you can't ignore it. it. It has to be fed. Right. And I wasn't listening. You know, I, I, I was, I was trying to not listen. I was trying to make do without, and that's, that's the big thing, right? I'll make do without, or I can do mm-hmm. it and I'll just work harder. And I'll, I'll earn my way to success kind of thing. But I really was undercapitalized because we were growing really fast. Mm-hmm. And because I knew how to market, I knew, I knew how to do the business. I had 12 employees. I, mean, I, I knew how to do everything, but I, I didn't bring in enough capital to take care of getting over that apex, you know, that, that uh, hump of success, to get into that level of success. And we were mm-hmm. doing it. And I, it was, I noticed there was a lot of judgment. I was judging myself for not having money you know, enough money, even though I was growing a successful business. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of judgment or shame. So all of that started coming up and until eventually I was able to uh, grow the business and successfully sell it. In fact, I couldn't wait to get out of it. And I think I left too much on the table because mm-hmm. of that. But I turned around, you know, I looked back and I said, oh my gosh, what was that? Like, it was so confronting to me, the whole mm-hmm. concept of uh, financing and having to speak to people about money and not having enough and what it you know, what it did for me, you know, how I was judging myself. And so I really, I just became intrigued by that. And I, I just really had an understanding. First of all, I realized, wow, this is all about me because I was the common <laughs> I'm the one with the issues because I was blaming. And this is another thing. We tend to blame the people around us. Oh, they don't get it. There's not enough money, you know, out there. I don't deserve it. All this stuff was happening, but I, I kind of put it outside of me until I reconciled that this was, there's actually plenty of money. Uh, there's more than enough money. In fact, I always say the money hasn't, le- money has never left the planet. There's plenty mm-hmm. of it uh, circulating and going around. Yeah. And it was really my issue about receiving, about asking for it, accepting it, you know, becoming aligned with mm-hmm. it. And so that's, that, that was the start of my journey uh, many years ago. And so I, I have, and I realize as individuals, and you know, if you want to say that's my spiritual platform as well, because mm-hmm. we don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, everything is perfect. I think I want a transformation today. We're usually, we're usually confronted with something. It's either health or relationship. I chose business as a platform because there's nothing as confronting in your life, right? As having to pay bills and yeah. getting into a situation where you may have gotten over your head or you feel like you're all alone or isolated or feel mm-hmm. like you're going to fail. I mean, there's so much confronting entrepreneurs. It's the best uh, vehicle for learning about yourself, isn't it? Exactly. And I think it's fascinating. And it really, you know, if you do it right, you're going to become an amazing, you know, transformed person and mm-hmm. you get a paycheck and <laughs> like you get some, you have success. <laughs> so I, I kind of like the perks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like those perks. <laughs> so I just, I reconciled, you know, myself to money. I actually learned 
a um, couple of things and really understanding the, 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 you know, the money is an energy and it is like love and the more, and really it's not from outside of us. It's really, we create that energy that mm-hmm. just like love, you know, you give love to, to get it. And people don't uh, always get that about money. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, once you become aligned with it and reconcile that, then you start circulating your money energy more and it you know it does come back and it may not come back from the same exact place but it it does circulate back to you and and and, you know and and this is biblical I mean there's so many references Mm -hmm. to this you know a hundredfold and it's very true yeah I know when I feel tight about money whenever I feel I, I it's a tightness in my body yeah and it does it feels awful and what I notice is that I have separated myself from the connection that I usually have with the universe. So I can't receive, I can't receive on any level. I can't receive love, I can't receive money because I've tightened in some area. And I've mm-hmm. just said, you know, whatever the, the, the message is, I've said no instead of yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, way to frame that. And, uh, and also there's a, a fear about it, people, yeah you know, there's a a lot of fear about money and what it does and having it. And, you know, especially if you're more spiritually inclined and, you know, there's still that separation between having a spiritual life and having a success, you know, financially successful life. And I don't, to me, there's no separation. I totally reconcile that. And I always point to people, I said, to me, one of the richest women on the planet to me has always been Mother Teresa. If you look at how, and it wasn't her, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about her personal wealth. I'm talking about how she circulated money. Mm-hmm. When you really look at it, you know, she circulated billions of dollars throughout mm-hmm. her life. But the point is, it wasn't about accumulation. It was about circulation. And so that money, you know, would go into her charities and help feed the poor and all of that. But mm-hmm. it was money that she circulated. It would come in and she circulated back, you know, Absolutely. like there was that energy. it's the same energy we can have in our life we can do it into our own you know with our own businesses and projects it doesn't have to be uh, a charity or nonprofit. so it's it's a good thing it's to me it's a good thing i love it well circulation is essential and it's something i talk about actually often i think about that in relationship to the word thanksgiving Mm -hmm. you know we we give thanks so that we can receive as well and so there's that that or the breath you know, the in-breath and the out-breath. Right. We breathe in and we receive the breath and then we give forth what's needed by the plant kingdom. Right. So circulation is pretty, pretty darn key. So what would you say to an entrepreneur or uh, someone who has a dream of helping a lot of people? What would you say about making a profit or making an impact? Well, I really think in this day and age, I believe that one of the purposes of any business in this, uh, we have more, we're living in more of an enlightened society. We have a higher consciousness on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that every business should look at making an impact. I I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive in the past. They have been. Mm -hmm. And ironically, uh, even when we speak to investors, uh, there are there are still many investors who believe I'm going to put my money into something that is so uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna be as profitable as possible and then I'll take my profits and I'll give it away you know I'll become philanthropic um, like there's still that disconnect yeah and however uh, so that's one end of the spectrum on the other end we have very socially responsible businesses 
um, that are doing great things, but they're operating as if they're nonprofit and that's not sustainable. So you really, you, I really, and this is part of our mission of Zen Moves Capital is we, you know, at anybody I work with, we look at both. So mm-hmm. we want maximum impact and maximum profit. You cannot have, it, it's not sustainable to your business to not have that. And you can do it. You mm-hmm. can, you, you know, you can see, uh, you know, how can we, if when you look at your business concurrently, you know, mm-hmm. yes, this is a good thing, but how are we going to monetize that? And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not being, it's not mutually exclusive and I'm not, I'm not be, it's not all about the money, but once again, money is an energy that wants to circulate. So what is the impact? You know, what are the good, good things you're going to be circulating out there? So it's really important to take a look at that. So one end of the spectrum is just make as much money as you can. Another end of the spectrum is let's just do a lot of good things and, you know, see what happens. And it's not about the money. It is actually, you can make it about the money. It's perfectly acceptable to to, to create profitability because if you, when you do that and that's gets into another, you know, aspect of when you take responsibility, you know, to, you have a community you'd like to serve, you want to achieve, you know, as much impact in that positive impact in the community. It's not a narcissistic thing. You want to be, do as well as you can for that community. You have then an obligation to be as profitable as you can so that you can create sustaining success for your community. You don't want to become a burden to your community. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, I think we have an, I think at this point in our lives, entrepreneurs really need to look at both. So you want to have maximum impact, maximum profit. You, you also want to look at, you know, use it. And if you haven't thought about your business as an impact vehicle, I highly recommend that you retool it for that because mm-hmm. this is, this is what people respond to now investors, consumers, not, and I don't like the word consumers either. You know, your, your partners, your clients, your stakeholders, people will respond to that light coming from your business and that actually will help drive its success as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, totally both, I believe. <laughs> the long answer to your short No, question. it's a great answer, Maria, because you, you're starting to, uh, I think, come right up against people's um, judgment and, you know, their mindset uh, and their, their, their own kind of wonderings about why am I doing this and, and how, and how am I supposed to survive, let alone right. survive? And and they have um, they become a martyr to their cause and to their business, and that's not necessary because you you want to be healthy, you want to be whole, um, you 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 want to be able to do your work and do your dream for a long time. There's people that are waiting for that, so you have an obligation to take care of yourself. You know, put the oxygen mask on yourself. Exactly. And so so don't. And that, I did that in my business. I I. I sacrificed my personal well-being. I nearly went personally bankrupt in my first business as a result of that because I kept putting on my own resources. I was working really hard. I, um, I didn't, I didn't know that I deserved. like I, I, I must, I had some kind of self-worth and deserving issue around receiving money because I felt like I had to do it all myself. And, you know, look at the old cliches. An entrepreneur has to wear many hats, put your nose to the grindstone. Like, what's that about? You know, and it's not, but here's the deal. It's not necessary. If you step out and you declare that I want to be a profitable business and I want to have maximum impact, then the money actually starts flowing because there's a lot of people that there's a, there are trillions of dollars circulating in investment dollars and resources for businesses. And once you start making those declarations and you, you know, you put yourself out there and you, 
you know, you have the capacity to receive, which is a whole mm-hmm. other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Maybe we could spend another two hours yeah, talking about that. <laughs> but, you know, this is my world that people mm-hmm. will step up and they will be interested in investing with you and partnering with you and helping you succeed. Because the only way to, as an investor, the only way to make more money is to do something with your money. You, mm. as an investor, you cannot, you know, if you have a pile of cash, you're going to put it under your mattress. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to, it's not, doesn't really add to your wealth. And so savvy investors know that they have to constantly circulate their money or, you know, put it in use to a certain mm-hmm. extent to do mm-hmm. things. And so they're, they be, if they see something, when they see that somebody is being responsible by looking at profit and impact, then you become more aligned to receive that kind of investment dollars and other resources There's other ways of, of funding yeah. your business. Yeah, I was thinking about that, that, that uh, I've often had the experience where someone steps in to offer something that was totally unexpected, just simply because I've opened myself to receive in that moment. And it, it's not necessarily from an investor, but it may be a something in kind that I wouldn't have even have thought to ask for. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. And so, it's so funny. It's funny too. Uh, just out of curiosity, like how, uh, you know, I love when that happens, and you know, I love manifesting these opportunities. But I also see that you know when that happens, like sometimes, like on a very you know bigger level, like totally unexpected, um, and it could be almost overwhelming to the point where you're pushing it away, like it's like it's too good to be true, or you know whatever. And I think that happens a lot too. <laughs> Well, it does, of course. And that's that whole being worthy of and and thinking I have to, I mean, I've been a big one in my life uh, about thinking I have to do it myself. Yes. And then it's like, wait a minute, is that really true? (laughs) And then, you know, I'm realizing that I can't do it by myself. And when I allow the energy, the energy does have my back. And when I allow the energies to be there to help me, that manifests through someone so often, a particular person who says, oh, have you thought of this? Or, oh, would you be coming and teach that to my students or my my company or all of those kinds of ways? That's great. So when do you think a, a good time is to start thinking about funding? So you want to be profitable. Mm-hmm. You need some help. I think, you know what, it's... Um Every business will will need an infusion of capital at some point. And I think you're kidding yourself if you think you're not. And the best time to do that is right from the beginning. I, I, true, I highly, when I'm working with a client, um, you know, even though we have an opportunity to get into sales, I mean, ideally in a business, you like to generate sales or, you know, get into revenue as quickly as possible. So you, mm-hmm. you, you know, bootstrapping is a great example of that. When, when you, you know, start out, you start out small and then get some sales and grow, you know, and then you, you kind of uh, use your sales to grow your business. And that's, every business should have a plan to do that. However, uh, that will grow old really fast. So the best time to, to seek out capital resources is when you don't need it, because when you need it, that's actually when energetically you're cutting yourself off from the flow because then you get into a whole other neediness and some anxiousness about it. And also it's the, the glow is gone a little bit. So, and if you, if you have tarnished your credit in any way, or, you know, maybe overextended yourself because you're just trying to make it go, it's a little more challenging to get the resources you need. So 
just like you would have a marketing and sales plan in your business, every business should have some type of capitalization or financing or funding uh, plan and create a blueprint right from the beginning. You don't need all the money all at once, but you should actually put some wheels in motion to have starting to have access so that you never miss a beat. Mm -hmm. The worst thing to do is, and you see this all the time, you get into momentum, uh, you have things happening, and then all of a sudden there's a big demand for what you have, and you don't even have the money to meet the demand, and things start coming to a halt. It it really uh, whacks it. Your self-esteem, your confidence, Mm -hmm. uh, your stakeholders now lose confidence in you. You have to stop what you're doing to get the resources. That's Mm -hmm. that's just terrible for business all around. I mean, it, it happens, but it's, you know, it's not necessary. It's not mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest thing that we see is when people, you know, they, they're trying to make do without and they're growing organically, which to me is like, ah, oh, I'm going to struggle my way to success. Like when I hear organic growth, I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> I have another hearing, a listening for it. But truly, you know, I, I firmly believe that every business owner should look at, you know, there's like at least four or five uh, strategies mm-hmm. to have in place where they can be able to access funding when they need it as they're growing, because at some point you will, it's just, it's, it just happens in business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you want to be successful, if you want to stay on mission, if you don't want to lose your momentum, then I recommend that people look at that from the beginning. So how can they do that? How do, what does someone do to look at getting that in place? Well, um, you, you want to put some guidelines, uh, some milestones or goalposts, what do we call it? Uh, guardrails in mm-hmm. place for yourself, because we have a tendency to self-fund initially, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So you may want to have, you may want to have a plan to get into revenue as quickly as possible. And by the way, not every business, um, not every business has the luxury of just stepping into revenue without infusion, some people need to develop products and they have a lot of research and ramping up and there may be, you know, I've had retail businesses, I've had online businesses, we have, you know, so it's a different enterprise. And so it depends on your business, but ideally you want to be able to get into revenue as quickly. Mm-hmm. So you look at, you look at, uh, if you're coming in, um, like self-funding, you definitely want to look at getting to revenue, use that money to get into revenue as quickly as possible. Number two, you have to do as much as possible to protect your personal credit and your personal resources. Do not, it's not wise to tap into your uh, golden goose. Mm-hmm. You want to produce some golden eggs for your business. You have to protect your goose. And yeah. the goose is actually good credit because you can really go a long way to leverage good credit. Um, if you have cash reserves in your life, hold on to them. Because you can actually do things to leverage your cash. Like, for instance, if you have cash in a bank, the bank actually will lend you money if you have cash in the bank. So it, it, it extends, you know, it leverages, it compounds what you already have. Banks will not lend to you if you don't have money in the bank. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you know what it, it's true. So it's they will not lend to you when you need it. So you mm-hmm. do it when you, you know, you, so, so you protect your personal reserves because you can always go back and leverage that. If you, if you have a house and you have some equity, you want to protect that equity. Um, you may want to use part of that, but make sure it doesn't deplete your reserves. You're not depleting your investment strat plans. You're not depleting your cash and you're not ruining your your credit. You're, it's really important. Now, if you, if you put all those goalposts or uh, guideposts or uh, guardrails, guardrails, thank you. (laughs) Okay. If you put that in place, then 
then after that, when if your budget calls for more funding, then we have to look at, okay, let's line up some lines of business credit. Let's do a small business loan. You don't have to take down all this money right, right. away, but you want to access that. You want to leverage your good credit. If, uh, and, and this is getting into a lot of detail. I mean, we, we, I literally walk through this with people and put these yeah. things in place. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot. So just initially, the most important thing is protect your reserves and have some guardrails in place. Like don't deplete, don't martyr yourself to your business. Don't deplete your personal finances. Put your credit in jeopardy. Do anything to lose your house. Protect that because you can mm-hmm. always go back and leverage that. Right. And then we can look at lines of credit, business credit. Um, there's other... Uh, community initiatives, which will fund your business. There's all the partners that can come in. Um, you want to have maybe a pool of um, uh, partner founders that can put some uh, money in the pot, you know, for down the road. It's just a lot of ways of doing that. And that will help you get to a good start. And then at the next milestone, when it's time to maybe bring in an infusion of capital, which is a, we're not talking about venture capital. We're not talking mm-hmm. about Big, you know, right. cold institutional funds. There are a lot of beautiful angel investors. There are people who have done very well. You know, they've retired, they've sold their businesses, they've sold real estate, and they have money to invest. And they're looking to align, you know, with new ventures, small businesses, and mm-hmm. they will invest in you. So if you want to track those people, then, you know, protect yourself, do it, do it smart. And you don't want to go to them when you're desperate and needy and all that, because that actually, that energy repels. Right, money, it does. You know, but then they will have seen that you were fiscally responsible, that you, you know, uh, put guardrails in place and all that, and so you'll you'll be able to get to that next level without losing momentum, and somebody then can step in and put an infusion of capital mm-hmm. in your business. So mm-hmm. there's there's a, a at least half a dozen strategies that people can do right from the beginning to ensure that they protect their assets, protect their business. Um, you know, just be able to leverage a little more. Does that make sense? It makes great sense. I mean, that's wonderful advice, Maria. And and now it, taking all that very practical advice, I, I'm just thinking of a, of the um, kind of jumping levels and looking at that from that that expanded level. If everything in is energy. And we are part of the energy, just like, you know, something across the other side of the world. If everything, if we're part of everything, and we are through that universal field connected to everything, then it's not something we can ever do by ourselves. And even to think of it as doing it by ourselves is, is, doesn't even make any sense. And so it really, to, to taking into account and bringing other um, aspects in, other funding sources, other uh, other assistance, is it's like you're opening up to the universe and, and again saying yes. So I'm I'm part of this big collective, and my, it's my idea. You know, it's my what's come down to me to do in this world. But we don't do it alone, right? Well, and a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs do. We and I know I have I've been mm-hmm. very guilty of that in the past because we get into uh, a, a, this like an isolation, you know, place. Mm-hmm. Well, let me reframe that. When I became an entrepreneur, the entrepreneurship was like, uh, it was so. It was like <laughs> you're doing what? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my family. I came from, uh, you know, uh, 
background where you have to go to school and get a good job. I had a career, mm-hmm. I had a very successful career, and then I left it, you know, and they still mm-hmm. have not reconciled that of course. to start my own businesses. And it's, it's, it wasn't, entrepreneurship was never in favor. It was looked down upon, but you know, entrepreneurs are the backbone of this country. We're the, you know, the inventors and the creators. I mean, the, the, every big business that's out there started with an entrepreneurial idea, but it was never, I didn't have the role models. I didn't have the mentors. I didn't have that. So when I went into business, you know, I just said, Oh my God. And like, I felt like I didn't deserve it. Like I really, I, I, I put myself into an isolated place. So I didn't, seek out the help of mentors. I didn't understand that I could access funding for my business. I thought I had to be a, a martyr and sacrifice everything to make it go. So that I was worthy to, you know, talk about this or down the road. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that. No, you do that from the beginning. And now it's a lot, the conversation is different. Entre, you know, entrepreneurship is like, you know, so uh, it, it's celebrated in a different way. And I, mm-hmm. I had the good fortune of actually teaching you know, in school about it and all that. But the, the, the important thing is, and I think this is what adds to having, thinking about having impact in your business. Mm-hmm. When you're just in a business to, uh, it's your little dream, or mm-hmm. you just want to make some money, whatever, you do tend to contract as far as, you know, not allowing yeah. a lot of people to show. However, yeah. when you really look outside yourself, and you, we all know this, when you plug into something greater than yourself, it drives you. You're, you have a different energy. It's not about you. And that's the whole point. You want to make yeah. your business not about you. And that's why the, the bigger the impact that you look at making, the, the more attractive you will be to resources. You, you do become a money magnet and, and a, a, ma- a magnet for profit. So get used to it. Mm-hmm. But that's, you're not looking at it. <laughs> it's not about how much money I, I can make. You know, it is about the, the impact, but you want to mm-hmm. respect the profit potential as well. And it should go parallel. But I, I do know when you look at something bigger than yourself, you know, when you focus on that, it, mm-hmm. it does ha- take on an energy of itself and it will uh, be driven for you. And, and you, you don't feel narcissistic about it. You know, this is, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you're not as attached to it. And I think that's emotionally um, that's why we don't get needy or anxious at that point. Cause it's not, it's in service to something else. Yeah. Take it away from you. And, so, and once you learn how to connect in to your own, what's, what's yours to do. Yeah. Not, you don't get afraid that it's your idea is going to be stolen. I've worked yeah. with a lot of people who get afraid. Uh, I've got to keep this really close because if I even invite something else in or invite a resource in of some sort, maybe my idea will get stolen. Or I have to rush because if I don't get to market right away, it's going to be happening, you know, in Japan or Sweden or, you know, somewhere else. And, yeah. and when we learn how to connect in with what is ours to do, we get to receive ideas that are already pre-programmed for us to do because no one else can do it. It's your energy matrix. And then you light up as that, um, that beacon for the investors to step forward to. Right. I've never done, um, I've been in, uh, involved in various industries and just mm-hmm. because I wanted to, I wanted to have that experience in fashion. Mm-hmm. I've had the experience of retail. I, I um, entertain, I'm loving entertainment right now. That was kind of, that's mm-hmm. my glamorous side. And, you know, so I, I because I have, there's a, a business skill set that I, I learned and I mm-hmm. use in any, and I, so I could take it to any business. So then right. it's just a matter of, well, what would make me happy right now? Like, where do I want to play? And it's usually mm-hmm. about learning something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the point is, though, 
when, and I forgot you were saying, so, oh my gosh, I lost the, the point. But in any industry, what were you just saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. good... that, that happened. That was about, about receiving the, um, what is yours to do? Yes. So, and this is really important too, because I have never, I have never gone into an industry where I had like massive proprietary technology. I had mm -hmm. unique ideas mm -hmm. or there was, um, like, it wasn't like I had, um, you know, a heavily patented idea, you know, mm -hmm. invention. It was a concept to do something. And even though it could have been, it was new or different or whatever, mm -hmm. it was still something that was fairly out there. And I ha I've had the same, um, initially, I, 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 I've had that concept. Oh, I can't, you know, I have to keep it close and all that. But that, that doesn't really get you anywhere either. So you do have to reconcile. Look, the people will, if something, if there's something that needs to get done, I, I believe God's going to sprinkle those ideas down to multiple people. And mm -hmm. it's how you show up for it. You, there, you, you, there may be people taking your ideas out. And, and personally, I've had products that I've seen selling. Somebody mm -hmm. was like selling my products in China, you know, so yeah. it's, we've, we've had things done. It's okay. It's going to happen. Yeah. But it's the way you do it. And it's the way you mobilize your team. And, and then, you know, it's the way you market it. So it's how you take your idea. So, so yeah, that's a really, that's a, a kind of a, a bit of a misnomer for people, you know, to think that they have to, keep it so private and so close mm -hmm. to the chest, it's not going to get done that way. So yeah. there has to be a way for you to express it so that it, you can uh, bring in the right team, bring mm -hmm. in the right resources, bring in the right plan and get it done your yeah. way. Now, if there, the other part of that is, and this is the beauty of collaboration because we, we do still live in a competitive society, but if you really want to take it to another level, you look at who is doing what you're doing and you find mm -hmm. ways to collaborate. Yes. And that takes you to a whole new level. So instead of being, you know, competitive with people, you figure out how to collaborate. And that for me is more fun than, than anything. Absolutely. I love to collaborate because you've got, you know, multiple views and multiple really energy matrices that are coming together just to create something completely different. I don't, um, I don't do create my own businesses anymore. Well, that's how mm -hmm. I actually I got into consulting because, you know, I have a business that I grew and sold and it's like, okay, you know, that was fun. <laughs> but I enjoy more supporting other people and doing their dreams and sharing my talents and my skills and, you know, bringing resources to the table. And so I do enjoy, uh, it's much more fun to create in a collaborative environment with different yeah. people who share. That, that's, that's the fun, because it's about the journey. It's not, I, I've been to a place where I, you know, taken an idea, I've created a business, I've grown it, I've sold it. I've, I've stepped back in Macy's and Bloomingdale's and watched my products being sold. I've, mm -hmm. you know, looked at people enjoying, you know, venues that I was part of. So, so I've, I've had that experience. It's a beautiful experience. And, but that's like, okay, now what? You know what I mean? Listen, exactly. It is, it is exactly. that journey, that fun that you have. And yeah. well, the fun and you've moved yeah. to a new level and yeah. you can't keep doing the same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's much more, um, much more fun in service and, and collaboration with others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it, you will know this, I think, because you're, you're working with investors. I mean, you've got both sides of that, the entrepreneurs and the investors. So what is a conscious investor looking for? Well, it's funny because when I speak, we get pitched a lot and people come to me and they have, they have the best ideas and I love their ideas and I love the person. But then I get into nitty gritty, like, 
okay, so tell me about the numbers. You know, what is, what are your uh, revenue projections or what about this? Or, and then they kind of shy away from that. It's like, oh, I don't focus on that. <laughs> it's like, ah. And they don't, it's a, such a disconnect, you know, for me. So conscious investors, investors work hard for their money. They, you know, it's not just because you can write a big check doesn't mean you want to or, you know, will, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you have to respect the fact that people do work hard for what they have. And it's a privilege and honor for it to, you know, to uh, partner with them to have it circulated back into you. So they Mm -hmm. are looking for leaders. So you really want to be, you know, you want to be as responsible you can as a leader. So you really want to understand where your gaps are. you know, uh, meaning you you understand the where your business is going and what you know and what you don't know, and you're willing to bring a team together. So that's really that's so important. You know, are you coachable? Are you trainable? That I think that's a, one of the biggest deal killers is the leader because that you you're driving the ship. Number one, that's number one. Number two, they they do want to look at good business models that have the ability to scale and grow and create a profit. They do want to see that you have, a philan- you know, there's a potential for philanthropy, lots of impact. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to incorporate that into your business. And that's great. And they want to see it. But they also want to see how you're going to make money, mm-hmm. how you can scale, because it can't just be about you. You have to be able to scale your entity and because ultimately there has to be what we call an exit strategy. So you have to know how you're going to pay your investors back. Yeah. And often if you, you know, investors, conscious investors will work with you. And it's really beautiful because not all money is your money. And so it's really just like in a romantic uh, dance that we do with another partner. You know, we have to make sure there's alignment mm-hmm. that, you know, do I want to sleep with this person? Do I want mm-hmm. is, is there a long-term relationship? Because that will be a long-term relationship. And the thing about conscious investors is if they invest in you, generally they want to have fun. They, they love what you're doing and they're going to help you be successful. And so you, you want to look for that, you know, those kind of people. I mean, they, they don't want to, they don't want another job, but they will be there for you. Mm-hmm. So you have, you cannot hide from them. They will be in your life for years. And so you want to be responsible by not just focusing on the good you're going to do, but mm-hmm. how are you going to be a good steward of their money? Yeah. And that's, that's still a disconnect I find with people who, uh, tend to be more conscious and they have more the beautiful ideas and concepts and things they want mm-hmm. to do, but they're not focused as focused on, on the profit and making money. And that's fun too. That's, that's actually, that doesn't disconnect you from the joy and from, you know, doing good things. That means that you will be, get to do more good things, you know, because you're foc- you are focusing on that. But conscious investors are very focused on making money. You have to be able to show that you're going to have a return and you're doing good things, and you're a pretty good person. <laughs> That's really critical. But I love that you will get to do even more good things. I love how you say that. Yeah. You, they need, you, you, ha- you want to be able to scale and grow your business. They have to see mm-hmm. that you can uh, serve the world, you know, eventually, or you can sell mm-hmm. your business. And I mean, they, they really want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it, you don't have to change the world with your business. But even if you're like hyper-local, even if it's like a real estate transaction, there has to be some out for them. And uh, it's, it's actually fairly easy to do. Uh, that's, I love doing that. I love looking at a really good idea to serve the community 
mm-hmm. make the world a better place, and then also how to make it profitable. And when you when you look at that, that's to me that becomes sustainable because you don't run out of resources, mm-hmm. right? And you're not begging for dollars and uh, you're not going to let people down, down the road because you just don't have the capacity to serve them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So two quick questions. Well, what may, one may not be so quick. Um, and that is, tell us about becoming a dame. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was such a, an honor. Um, we were um, we were asked. Well, we were uh, appointed or nominated for that, and it's a beautiful order uh, that goes back. It's the um, Order of Saint John. It used to be the Order of Saint John Hospitalier. It's an ancient order, so it's much mm-hmm. like the temp- Templars, mm-hmm. where the Templars were in protection. Hospitalier was was more in service and mm-hmm. they would you know take care of the uh, migrants or you know people mm-hmm. traveling and all that. And I think that's where hospitality came from and all that. So through, through, um, uh, so it's a beautiful order and it, it's really, uh, supports humanitarian and good deeds on the planet. And so people are asked to, um, you know, when you're, when you're awarded that and, and that, and there's a beautiful countess, uh, uh, countess Tatiana, she's a, a Russian countess and she, uh, knighted us. So it was a whole beautiful mm. ceremony and, and all of, all the pop and circumstances, circumstance, but you take, you, you kind of take a vow of supporting people, supporting the planet, you know, being part of humanity. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's an honor. It's, it's not, it's just a private, mm-hmm. you know, something we celebrate more privately, uh, but it's quite an honor and we, we take it really, uh, seriously. So we, yeah. we're always looking at how can we serve humanity and uplift consciousness and all of that. I mean, that's pretty, that I, I committed to that as my legacy work going forward. So I use vehicles, uh, business as a platform for that. That's why we love media because media, we can, we can create, you know, transformational media. We can, we can put light on dark subject in a movie or a TV show or something like that. And so that's kind of our, our way of uplifting consciousness. Yeah. I love that. And thank you for sharing about that. Cause that's something that I'm sure our, uh, audience will be curious about too and and Thank you. that we each can contribute whether we get knighted or not yeah, absolutely to contribute to the well-being of the planet yeah it's yeah. it's um absolutely i mean we you know and we talk about um you hear a lot about going global which is great i mean we're, we're we the world is shrinking and it's easy to go global uh or go big go home but honestly I think, you know, right now, when you focus on being hyper local, if you just really look at focusing, serving your immediate community, you are in effect changing the world. There's quite a ripple effect. And I, you know, we get inundated. I think people get overwhelmed and inundated by all the things they have to do to make it big and go global and all that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, it's so, uh, if you look at, um, if you look at, you know, hyper-local and growing that way and serving the community. It's, it's amazing, the ripple effect. Yeah. That. So I encourage people to, to look at that as well. Don't, don't neglect your local communities. Yeah, truly, truly. <laughs> and Maria, if someone wants to be in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, I'm going to give a direct email address. You can, huh. you can, um, because I, I would, if, if somebody wants to have, this is an important conversation. Uh, I want to, I want to support businesses who, you know, are 
serving the planet or, or you know, may, desiring to make an impact on the planet. And my gift is to look at, you know, where they can access the resources for that. So if they would like to have a consultation around that, you can send a direct email to my office at maria at zmcmedia.com. Um, zmcmedia.com. Zenmoosecapitalmedia.com. Yeah. So zmcmedia.com. So if they would like a direct uh, connection and, and schedule a consultation for funding, and this is just mm-hmm. complimentary and I just give them some resources to go to, uh, they can do it that way. Um, they can always go to our website at zenmoosecapital.com, although that's undergoing um, kind of rebranding and overhaul. So there's not, mm-hmm. we, we, we've been under the radar for a while, so we're, we're about to come out more. And of course, uh, on Facebook at Maria Simone. Okay. You can just connect with me there. So I appreciate Great. it. Great. Well, it's always wonderful to, for our audience to be able to know how to reach you directly. So thank you. So any last bit of wisdom or illumination for our audience? You know, there's so much out. There's so many resources out there circulating all of us as business owners. And I think, and this is a great time to start or grow a project. Uh, there, there are so many people that would love to support you. And so if you're a business owner, you know, uh, if you're starting a project or you're growing an existing business and you're struggling in any way, I, one of the things I would really look at is take a deep breath and take a step back. And it's, you know, really look at, am I Am I allowing support to show up? Am I asking for help? Am I asking and then allowing, receiving the support that I need? So consider, you know, just asking people to support you, to help you, to be your mentor, to be in your advisory team. So get the expertise that you need if you're feeling confused or you're not making the best decisions. And also know there's a lot of financial resources out there for you. So if you're struggling in your business, don't overlook that. Don't keep driving your car in an empty tank. You know, take some time to get the resources you need. Just the thought that you deserve it and that you're open to it actually starts triggering, you know, the alignment of it. And as you said, things start showing up. But we don't we we don't always open up to that. Um, but we need to we need to open up to that uh, more. I think so. Those are two big things: is people mm-hmm. and resources. And the other thing is, you as you're stepping into greater levels of your business. I always say you, you want to expand your capacity, you know, to receive and to, to become the person you want to be. So if you're looking for a romantic relationship, you want to become the person to attract that romantic. So if you, you're looking to get to another level in business, to attract partners, to attract money, become the CEO that's serious about growing their business as a thriving, profitable entity that's going to serve many people for years to come. You know, step into that and own that. And that, that awareness creates such a profound shift, yes. you know, in your life. And it will start, you'll start manifesting the resources that you need and the people and all of that. So that's my, that's my advice. Wherever you are, just take a look at that. And, yeah, you know, that's wonderful. Think, you know, I, yeah. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, thank you for being such a, a generous guest, sharing all of your, your wisdom and your resources and, you know, your creative ideas for helping people grow what they want to grow and they're are passionate about thanks Lori. i appreciate it i love the work that you're doing as well Mm. thank you very much thank you and thank you for our listening and viewing audience for being with us today at wisdom talk radio join us here regularly for more wisdom discovery and illumination 
Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts, whatever it may be. And if you've enjoyed listening today, leave us a review so more people can become inspired. And for more about accessing your own creative intelligence and inner direction, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacajourney.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.